It was late summer and I was at work. I just found out my boss had just moved up one of our jobs to the date our shipment of the product was supposed to arrive. Supposed to arrive, but it wasn't going to make that date. This was on Friday and it was supposed to deliver on Monday. And my boss found out that he couldn't get that stuff for Monday for us to go and install this job and get it done on Monday only because the customer so verily asked, oh, can you make it Monday? It'd make it a lot easier and then our guys have it for the entire week. We don't have to shut down at any other time. And he said yes. Well, product's still sitting at a dock a province over and we don't have anything for the guys. It's two in the afternoon and I make the call. I call the only transportation company I know of that'll pick up one skid and drive it direct from the site to our building at an extra cost over the course of the weekend. And on Monday morning, our guys head to their dock, pick it up from there, and go to the job site. To myself, it cost a lot of money due to my boss's error. He put it in on the date it was supposed to arrive, not a couple days after. And because of that, I came down to the wire. But knowing that my product is only nine and a half hour drive away from here, I knew there was a transportation company that can get it for me. And that is what we'll be talking about today on Autologs. Autologs.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to Auto Look Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, talking to you from our main host site, podbeam.com, and our main website, which has all of our podcasts, tidbit shows, corporate websites, and automotive ratings from around the world, displayed on it at autolooks.net. Please like, subscribe, or follow us on many of the different feeds to find out more information and when new podcasts, tidbits, or even ratings will be coming out to the public. Follow us on autolooks.net and sign up for our mailing list to find out. If you don't want to drop by every single day, click on the mailing list and just add your name. We can send you the mailing list of every single time we do our updates. And if you like this podcast, please support us over on podbeam.com where we will be allowing you to add your input to future podcasts for the small donation price. Availability on Podbeam advertisements. So today we're taking a look at transportation. Transportation. We've covered this a few times. We've covered the future of mobility, the future of transports across the world, the future of home delivery in and around us, the future of door-to-door delivery from a warehouse to your door, from the grocery store to your door, to get your pizza, every type of delivery. We've covered most of the main subjects. But today, with things that are transpiring around the globe, we want to talk about the actual transportation network. Why are truckers so important to the economy of every nation? out there why is it that if truckers stop working things can get done quickly why because more of our goods within our country get moved by transport than any other means even today even with the rail systems airports shipping lanes it all comes down to the highway network This wasn't the case, always. Back in the 1950s, when the American government finally pushed in their interstates, they stated they wanted to move products quickly and efficiently across their great nation and allow people to visit everything safely and accessibly. And the interstate program would push in. And with that, it became quicker, faster, and easier to ship things via transport. Before that time, transports were only used for for interstate driving, industrial sites, and short hauls. They weren't used for long-haul driving. They still had them, but they weren't used as extensively. For longer-haul situations, a lot of companies resorted to using rail transportation. And in my hometown, that was very apparent. Both of the major mining corporations here utilizing rail 
systems. As of today, there is only one of those mining companies that still has one dedicated line. And the only reason why they do have a line is because they have a feed, a very short feed, right off of the main transportation line across this country. And this is the only reason why they continuously use that line. It's because they don't have to do all the maintenance on it. But by the 1980s, all the rail systems in Sudbury, Ontario started disappearing because it was now easier to put everything in trucks. It was faster. It was more efficient. And they didn't have to pay for the road. They paid taxes, which went to the government, which then again paid for our roads. They weren't paying for them. When they owned their own rail lines, they paid for them. And with the short haul travels between some of their mines being the furthest out, only about 50 kilometers away. 50 kilometers of rail line is pretty expensive to maintain. So these companies looked at it and said, there isn't a highway network and road system in the city of Sudbury that we can utilize. Bad news for the city as now there will be more trucks destroying our city streets. But for those companies, they managed to shave some money off of their expenditures. Yes, they got rid of rail and went towards trucks. Now, cause an accident on one of those main trucking routes and your costs go up. I learned about transportation costs when I was in Georgian College learning about automotive engineering. And they're talking about the fact that Alliston, that plant, will charge you at that time, in the early 2000s, almost $180,000 an hour when you shut down their production line. And considering the fact that most parts are only made within an hour of that area, when there is a massive snowstorm and your trucks can't get out and they're stuck on the side of a highway for three hours, that can nearly bankrupt you. But why do we still utilize transports for all of our shipping needs? It's quick and like I said in the intro, I got it from there to here, guaranteed over the course of a weekend. Going from Montreal to Sudbury is essentially only seven hours. Now a product was coming from outside of Montreal, almost two hours away, so over nine hours away. Put it on along a transport, and you're looking at about 10 to an 11 hour transportation period. Well, this is Friday at two o'clock, and I need it Monday by 7 a.m. I got lots of time. Now if I had to put that on rail, it would first have to be shipped by truck to a rail loading dock, and then shipped from there, well, if if it's not going Algoma Central, it wouldn't go to Sudbury. It would go to Toronto, switch tracks in Toronto, come all the way up to Sudbury along a train. Had I just piggybacked it with a standard full load, it would go from its original point to Montreal to Toronto, along our shipping companies, up to North Bay, and then into Sudbury. So many docks, it switches across. But I needed it quickly. I needed it now. And that is why we used truckers. Like we say, you see them all over the highway. You may get mad because sometimes when they're going up a hill and it's a two-lane highway, you get stuck behind them if there's no passing lane. These guys are fully loaded and these trucks are built to pull this. But some hills are just a little too steep. Trucks move goods across this nation. And you have to think about it. Just where I am, there is one bridge outside of Thunder Bay on Ontario it goes across the Nipigon River. It is the only point of access from the east of Canada to the west of Canada. There is no other road network that goes east-west. There is a bridge in Nipigon. That's it. That bridge got shut down when they first widened it to a new cable stay four-lane bridge. It broke apart and created an opening all because it was way too cold because they didn't realize that you can get wind chills there of up to minus 50. Well, it's on the Lake Superior and it's in the northern half where the cold air comes through a lot of times and it broke apart. If for two days transportation routes were cut down and if you were there the only way you can go is go all the way back to Sault Ste. Marie and go through the states but if you don't have any of your paperwork you can't cross the border so literally product was stuck it could still move via rail but the only loading docks along the CN line were in Winnipeg or Toronto we have switch yards in other locations but loading areas there's no other loading locations unless you are a business and have your own loading dock there's no other way to get it onto the straight so those transports literally had to sit there Right now, as truckers all over the world have stopped working just to protest, you got to think about how much goods are sitting there 
not moving. You can be mad at them all you want, but just remember, when you buy something at a store, a truck delivered it. When you get something from a farm, a truck picked it up. When you order a new car, chances are a truck delivered it. Transport, pick up and move more products around the world than any other form of transportation. They can be used for long distance traveling. Like we said, you could pick stuff up in Toronto, Ontario, and go all the way to Winnipeg, Manitoba as your next shipping location. Straight across, that is nearly 1,900 kilometers. Fair distance for one truck to go, but they do it. You could use a rail link, but if you need it there quicker, transportation, because transports move at a faster rate than rail. Rail can bring so much more. Then again, why are we looking at rail for certain applications? The province of Ontario, if you have not heard of it, there is a location called the Ring of Fire. That is the largest chromite deposit ever found in, in Canada. It has untapped potential. And as of right now, there's upwards of three mines that can be put in to move all of that concentrate out. Because you got to remember, this is over 500 kilometers north of Thunder Bay, where if you go to Google Maps and you look at Thunder Bay, you go 500 kilometers up from there, there's no roads. That is literally northern Ontario. There's no roads. And as of right now, the government is working on the plan to put a road system in there. But these mining companies, they like the idea of roads because it can move stuff. If you need something on an emergency, you can get it up there. But you can also fly it in, which is even quicker. And on top of that, people can get in and out of all these reserves. So yes, we still need our roads. But they are looking at a rail link. And why would they look at that rather than transport? As we talked about, and as this podcast is about, is about transportation networks through truckers. Why wouldn't they look at using truckers for this? Well, when you have to move in between 80 to 100 cars of chromate feed every single day, that's a lot of transport you have to put on the road. And considering the fact that they're looking at putting the chromite refinery for this over 800 kilometers away from these mines, that's a long way for it to travel. And knowing our highway network, if it comes down Highway 17, the winter is very fickle. With only two-lane highways in that area, if there's an accident, your product can be stuck there. So they're looking at a rail system to move their feet because they don't want any delays. That is a good thing for rail, and that is the reason why rail is still in use today. But transports, transport do deliveries, and they deliver everything. Where I live, I have worked in warehouses, quite a few of them, to be said, or I've even been part of the warehouse. So I have seen how many trucks go in and out of even small companies. On average, you can have a delivery even of just, you know, steel for a fabrication shop of one a day, one transport a day, and you need that truck. Even if that transport is only going 20 kilometers from the other side of the city to your fabrication shop to drop off the steel, it's still faster than any other meets, and it still requires a driver. You have to remember that transports require drivers. And in most places, a 53-footer is a standard box. They can have shorter tandem ones, but a standard 53-foot is the mainstay for main transportation hubs. And considering the fact that pickups and deliveries in a lot of industrialized areas, even in inner city pickups and deliveries are done via full-size transports because of the amount of product they can pick up in one shot and drop off in another shot. And these guys are out there working every single day. They go from this place to that place, to that place, to that place. Transport drivers aren't just the guys you see in big rigs as well. There are also the guys that have to drive air brake tow trucks, the flat decks, their equipment operators. 
Hell, if you consider it, farmers driving major tractors would fall into the same category as truckers. It is a piece of heavy equipment that requires special training. And all of these people stand between you and your brand new iPhone. And like I said, when a snowstorm sets in and the Alliston plant is shut down for an hour, they charge you. Their product is not there. So think about it. When the line of transport stops, how do you get your products? In an emergency, you can use an airplane. But if the closest airport to your business is a long ways away, or it's an oversized piece of equipment or machinery or just a big product, some of them can't get on airplanes. Not for short hauls. So how are you going to get it there? Out in the western part of Canada, on the major fields, out between Manitoba and Alberta, there's not a lot of travel. You have transportation links with transports. Then you have trains. And then you have planes. But there's no waterways. See, in Ontario, we have waterways. So it all else fails as long as you're close to a docking station, you can put it on a ship and get it out of here. Then you got rail. Then you got transportation. Then you got airplanes. But when you shut down the trucks, then you're forced to use the other methods to ship it. And like we said, transport became more and more heavily used ever since the 50s when major transportation infrastructure was upgraded for more ease and accessibility of products. Where I'm sitting right now recording this podcast is literally less than a block away from the original highway that crossed Canada. The original Highway 17, the Trans-Canada. Yeah, and next to that, I could drive on the section that they upgraded in the 1950s. And the Canadian government said, we need a safer mode of transportation. You're not populous enough to warrant a four-lane expansion, and our country wasn't big enough to warrant that as well. Not like today. So they just upgraded the two-lane highway to be safer. And then just past that, there actually is a four-lane controlled access highway. All three variations of highways from all three major generations. We have the generation where highways were put in for just personal use and small deliveries between cities. Everything else got put on trains. Then you get into the 50s where they realize that transportation links need to be there. The highways need to be more accessible for truckers to bring products between cities. By the 70s and 80s, with major transportation links all across North America and the world, transportation of goods by transport became one of the cheapest alternatives out there. The only problem with the industry is you need so many people. It is a labor-intensive business. And as we've explained in some of our other podcasts about green delivery services and the future of green transport, autonomous products are slowly coming out due to the fact that there is a lack of new drivers. And right now, with so many of those drivers refusing to move product, now how is your stuff getting? With the small amount of truckers still going around and picking up and delivering our products in Canada, we still have that delivery method. And in major centers, there still is that ability to get it by trains and by planes and by boats. But as of right now, it is very hard for me to call up one of those trucking companies and say I need that Monday because of right now there's a lot less trucks on the road. So when there's a lot less, then your time frames have to go up. And I've learned this while estimating jobs. While sending stuff up to a mine 200 kilometers away from the closest town, when you ship stuff up there, there are only select days that transports go up there. There is no rail link. There is no airport. There is no waterways. It only goes via transport. And why? It is the easiest way to get in. As long as you can accessibly get to it via a road link. Now, I know there are places in the world 
world, where if you look at places like Northwest Territories, where they have fly-in mines, where they have to bring stuff in on planes or wait until winter. Just look at Irish Road Truckers and you'll understand what transportation drivers go through. Winter is a pinnacle point for them because when things don't move in the super cold weather of winter, which allows rivers to freeze up, bogs to freeze over, and the ability to make ice roads without having to tear up, build a complete base, and maintain it. Nothing moves. Moving these pieces of equipment into some of these mines way out in the middle of nowhere without these winter access roads and transportation links provided by truckers. You don't get stuff on the ground. Sure, you can fly it in, but are you going to build an airport big enough to land an airplane big enough to carry a five-ton dump truck? You can get that dump truck shipped in pieces, but even still, are you going to build an airport big enough to bring that in? Or are you just going to wait until winter? You properly organized to get everything shipped. Through all my years and all my different jobs, I have dealt with truckers on many different occasions. From being a shipping receiving clerk, to a warehouse manager, to an estimator, I have seen it all. I have seen how the transportation network, and I have also seen it when one major part of a transportation network is shut down, how much it increases your delivery times. And with the shutdown of the Ambassador Bridge, for nearly a week and an appraisal of nearly 600 million dollars in lost shipments you can start to see how valuable transports are to the world economy not just north america to the world economy because everywhere uses transports so when you're out on that road and you see a trucker thank him thank him for nearly every single product you have on you for the snack you're eating the coffee you're drinking as you're driving next to him the clothes you're wearing the vehicle you are driving in and the electronics that's around you. Most likely, more of them have been delivered via a transport than any other mode of transportation. So really, when you think about it, transports are one of the most vital links to moving products worldwide. And when you take them out of the equation, what starts to happen? So in all, just thank a mother trucker for delivering your product and all of the goods that you have. Transports are a vital part of the transportation network. And they're part, a big part of the auto industry. And with more things getting delivered to homes, as more and more people work from their homes, this transportation network is becoming more vital to the economy around us. The only problem right now is with a lot of them not working and a lot of them standing up, companies and even governments are starting to look at autonomous technology. Similar to that, how Japan a long time ago realized that they didn't have enough workers and moved heavily into robotics. When you don't have enough workers to support it you look for another means of moving it and that's where autonomous technology is slowly going to start to impact the transportation networks and the job of a trucker it's a hard job long hours short deadlines aggravating clients annoying customers very bad conditions because you have to go through anything and when you consider it when you're on the road for that long cheap motels and truck stops aren't really the best place in the world for you to spend your time but that is the life they lead. They're out there picking up TVs in Los Angeles and driving them to an Amazon warehouse, which will soon distribute them along their own transportation links to stores and people all over America. And most of that will be done via a transport. Truckers have it hard when you think about it. They deal with people on highways, cutting them off, getting pissed at them because they are taking up space on the roads. And everybody believes that if we move everything to rail, we could save so much space on our roadways for 
cars. But the unfortunate fact is, unless rail and air become more cost effective and in more places for shipment, transportation networks via transport trucks will still be the main delivery method. So in the end, Autolux takes a look at truckers, those hardworking mother truckers who are out there every day fighting through traffic, driving through horrid conditions, and meeting those tight deadlines because your boss made a mistake on the, the install date and put it for the delivery date. They now have to work hard to get you your product so you can get back to working hard. Like I said, go out and thank a mother trucker. So in the end, why do we need transports? Like we said, they pick up and deliver every single product that you require and that you own. Transports are a vital part of the transportation network out there. It all flows down from the top of airplanes and cargo ships all the way down to the small micro delivery cars. Hell, even down to pedal bikes with inner city deliveries. From the biggest thing to the smallest end. What's in between is what counts the most. So if you like this podcast, please like, comment, share, or follow us on many of our different host sites. And if you would like to find out more from Autolux, go to the autolux.net website and sign up for our mail. Get some emails, find out when the new podcasts come out, and find out all the information you need to know about the automotive industry. And while there, check out our corporate websites, Big or small, we have them all corporate websites from around the world on autolux.net. And for myself, the doctor to the auto industry, Mr. Everett J himself, strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride that these mother truckers are going to take us on.